Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Certainly a, a very interesting week for me. I was praying and contemplating where to go after teaching on one of the greatest mysteries God has held in plain sight for millennia, revealing in these prophetic days his timing indicators that are really much more precise than we've previously considered. The two days of Hosea 6-2 and, and our response to that revelation. I was asking the Lord how to continue with this theme and had a few ideas, but nothing that really ignited my spirit, not to mention the, the heavens were pretty silent. So I, I took to looking through some long neglected files of messages I, I preached over the years to see if the Holy Spirit would maybe prompt something. Then <laughs> there it was. The scripture was Joshua 3, the topic, the end times, and the date, catch this, March 3rd, 1999, the title, Crossing Our Millennial Jordan. Whoa, <laughs> this was taught 21 years ago in the months leading up to the new millennium, Y2K. Many of you remember the global anxiety attached to that. Fear computers would not turn over to the new century. Electrical grids and other infrastructure would go dead in the water. Satellites might go dark, disrupting critical business and military communications. Seemed everyone was a nervous wreck in that media heyday, not, not the least of the church. I remember attending a pastor's conference designed to teach us how to, how to steward our congregations through this coming crisis. Well, as you know, all the fuss turned out to be a big dud. But this is what uh, struck me in reading those notes. I could use very nearly the same notes to preach that same message today. You talk about a sudden attention grabber from the Holy Spirit. Uh, all I could do was laugh until I nearly had tears in my eyes. What a morning that was. What I told the people then, I'd tell you today. Instead of being in fear and discouragement for the uncertain times ahead, let's embrace them. God's up to something. We're in a time of preparation, heart preparation. As Hebrews 12 teaches us, run with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Don't despise the chastening of the Lord, his Discipling is training correction in these days, certainly his revelation in this hour. Then it was the advent of a new millennium. No one alive had ever experienced that before. No, no frame of reference. It was a time laced with fear and uncertainty. God was getting ready to move. What would it all mean? So if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 3. Just to give you a little background to set the, the, uh, the setting for this, Moses, Moses had died and Joshua was just commissioned to now lead uh, the children of Israel into the promised land. A couple of spies were sent out to Jericho and, and with the help of Rahab, returned to Joshua with a very encouraging report, Joshua 2.24. And they said to Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. 
for indeed all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. You know, I really, I really like that. Because of us, the church God's raising up in these days will gain the attention of the world. Yep, you heard me right. As we will see here in Joshua, a body of Christ anointed with supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, walking in signs and wonders. Perhaps even, I know this might be a far reach, but I I think it's a good possibility that even teeming to some extent with the two witnesses to help usher in the greatest revival since Pentecost. They're going to minister in the final two and a half years. A church led by a new, young, apostolic leadership. An apostolic youth core driven by day and night prayer, walking in the supernatural. A church prepared with the strategies of the Holy Spirit for the times, leading to the great revival. I'm going to read from uh, Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, And they lodged there before they crossed over. So it was, after three days, that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, burying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. We are at the advent of a new season. We've had 20 years to get comfortable with the 21st century, preparation in Shittim on the plains of Moab. But now the voice of the Spirit is saying the time is coming shortly when you'll be told to cross over the Jordan and meet the opposing powers of the air head on. I had a prophetic word for the American church in that message over 20 years ago, Granted, that message was given to my small congregation. I don't know how far it got in the world. But this is what I said. Transition from the the period of preparation to the millennial apocalypse that will see the church of Jesus Christ rise to unprecedented heights. Could you agree with that word, uh, that it's just as applicable today? Verse 1 again. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. Now, let me give you a little note on Shittim here. It was an important encampment on the plains of Moab, just east of the Jordan and opposite Jericho. It was a three-mile area, not very large, not uh, very large, but many events have uh, transpired at Shittim. First of all, Balaam attempted to curse the children of Israel there. They were seduced into harlotry by the Moabites. Moses delivered his farewell address. Joshua received a solemn charge. Moses died, and the spies were sent to the promised land. And may I point out that Moab is a significant future location in the plan of God. Isaiah 16, 4 says, God says, Let my outcasts dwell with you, O Moab. Be a shelter for them in the face of the devastator. 
Jews fleeing the devastator, the Antichrist, in the final three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. They will be taken in by the women of Moab and given refuge as they flee for their lives. 2,500 years ago, a Moabitist named Ruth made this remarkable statement to a Jewess named Naomi, a statement which the Jew will need to hear and see demonstrated by the church in that day when the Jew will need her the most. Listen to Ruth. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried." Thus may the Lord do to me, and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. Ruth got it. And God saw fit to record the story of this otherwise simple woman of the Bible for all time. Well, why? So that the church of the future would also get it. And get it we must. Here's the point. The church is slowly transitioning from Shittim and its challenges on the plains of Moab and being ready to move down to the banks of the Jordan. A church moving from the works of the world in the midst of a sinful and perverse generation to follow the ark of God into the flooded Jordan, Joshua told them in three days. Many things can happen in three days whether Jonah in the whale's belly or Jesus in the tomb, those three days seem to always represent a period of darkness in Scripture, a waiting, a a fearful apprehension. So what are the promises of God as we will soon be called to move down to the banks of the Jordan? Well, increased supernatural power and provision. That's a good one. Listen to Joshua 3.5. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Those are the key words for expression of the supernatural. Sanctify yourselves. Separate yourselves. It's not about the anointing of the next great man or woman of faith and power. It's about separation from the world. The legitimate pleasures of life God provides are are not sinful, Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variableness or turning of shadow. John told us, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Joshua told the people to divorce themselves of anything unclean or unholy and devote themselves wholly to the Lord. There was a new voice in town— Moses had commissioned new leadership for the days ahead, just as the Holy Spirit is readying a generation of apostolic leadership in our day, a generation the Lord is prepared to lead his church to a miracle crossing of the Jordan, a new apostolic leadership that will be distinctive for its power and authority. Listen to what Paul told the Corinthians. Truly, the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance and in signs and wonders and mighty deed. Prayer helps bring that about. When you hear the Holy Spirit let you know in no uncertain terms that time is soon coming 
to move to the banks of the Jordan, a miraculous event is about to take place that will put you in a location you've not been before. And for the foreseeable future, you're going to need a minute-by-minute all the words of strategy from the Spirit to navigate the waters you're about to cross and the enemy you're about to confront. Those powers of the air to whom the, the church is commanded to demonstrate the manifold wisdom of God. Miracles will become commonplace in the church as it is once again led by apostolic authority. We're also promised a safe crossing, Joshua chapter 3, verse 13, and it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand in a heap. Words we don't use much these days, it shall come to pass. Strong words, words of certainty, the words of a forerunner who spent inordinate amounts of time in the presence of God, in worship, in prayer, in communion with the Holy Spirit. I believe we'll recognize that kind of spiritual leadership in the day. Words that will have even greater meaning to the body of Christ in the days ahead. And I believe we will see those words come to pass. We're promised a harvest and a supernatural conquest with Jesus at the end of this age. Listen to Joshua 3 verse 14. And so it was, when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows its banks during the whole time of harvest." The most difficult time to cross anything is at flood stage, but a harvest is promised and victory over the enemy is certain. The Spirit of the living God is in the deep waters with us, holding back a wall of tribulation, readying to vent His wrath on His enemies, not on His elect, gathering His elect and and, and bringing them into the promised land. Hallelujah. You know, you may feel you've been sitting on the dry plains of Moab for way too long. You've watched the transitions in the church and in its leadership over the years. A dumbing down of the message we're to proclaim. You've seen the church prostituted and and deceived from much of its divine mandate, a movement that actually began in Jerusalem that soon became a philosophy in Greece an institution in Rome, and an irrelevant culture in Europe, not to mention an enterprise in America. Church, we're in a time of transition. Events will soon become clear we're to move to a position of readiness for the greatest event to ever capture the attention of all humanity, the return of Jesus. You know, I don't believe we're finished with this message. I think the the Lord has much more to say here, and Lord willing, that's what we're going to do in our next episode. Until then, God bless you. I'm Bill Nordstrom.